It was a bright June morning in 1872 when, as a young wife and mother, Annie Hawks became filled with a sense of the nearness of the presence of the Lord. As she enjoyed this special sense of His presence, she began thinking about how anyone could live without the Lord, either in joy or in pain. Suddenly, the phrase, I need thee every hour, was ushered into her mind and took possession of her heart. It was from that experience that she wrote the great hymn, I need thee every hour. The refrain of that great hymn says, I need thee, oh I need thee, every hour I need thee. Oh bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee. As we have looked at the 23rd Psalm and how to face the days of our life, we have seen that we need the Lord. Like Annie Hawks, I do not know how anyone faces life without the Lord. As for me, I would not want to face life without the Lord. When I look back over my life and I think about what could be ahead of me, I am thankful and rejoice that I am able to say with David, the Lord is my shepherd. The 23rd Psalm not only reminds us that we need the Lord, but also reminds us that the Lord is all we need to face the days that are ahead of us. You may recall that when we began this study, I stated that the 23rd Psalm consisted of 118 words and 116 of them explain the first two. David begins his great psalm by declaring what the psalm is all about. He starts with the two words, the Lord. Following the subject of the psalm, David then begins to describe what the Lord means and has meant to him as his shepherd. All through the 23rd Psalm, David has drawn picture after picture and analogy after analogy of what the Lord, his shepherd, has meant to him personally. David has spoken of the Lord as the one who fills his life with such happiness and contentment that he is able to say, I shall not want. He speaks of how the Lord has led him through his life, leading him to green pastures beside still waters and in paths of righteousness. He has described how the Lord has both provided for him and protected him in every experience of life. In short, David says, how can you face all the days of your life? The Lord is all you need. Yet as I listen to David's testimony, I not only find him declaring what the Lord has meant to him, but also describing what he means to the Lord. Psalm 23 is not only a testimony of David's feelings about the Lord, it is also a testimony of the Lord's feelings for His people. Why does the Lord lead us, feed us, and meet our every need? It is because of how He feels about us. All throughout Psalm 23, we see how the Lord feels about His children, about you, and about me. But how He feels about you and I is never more clear than when we come to what it says in verse 5. Psalm 23, verse 5 says, Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. The phrase that so clearly describes how God feels about His people is, Thou anointest my head with oil. Not being shepherds in David's day and time, we might miss the full depth and meaning of David's thoughts here. In the actions taken by the shepherd described in these words, we see how deeply the Lord's feelings for the sheep of His pasture really are. 
David in that phrase, thou anointest my head with oil, describes actions that are very personal and reveal the feelings the Lord has for each sheep of his flock. In the very beginning, David spoke of his relationship with the Lord as a personal relationship when he said, the Lord is my shepherd. Yet here in verse 5, we also see that the Lord's relationship with us is very personal. The Lord has more than just a relationship with the flock. It is actually a relationship with each of the sheep in the flock. Let me explain by drawing your attention to the words, Thou anointest my head with oil. First we see the Lord's acquaintance with each of His sheep. The scene behind these words occurs at the end of the day. The shepherd is bringing his sheep back to the sheepfold. The sheepfold was an enclosure where the sheep were kept during the night. Unlike a cowboy herding cattle into a corral, the shepherd brings his sheep into the sheepfold one by one. It is a scene that reminds us of the Lord's acquaintance of each of His sheep. Let me describe the scene in two ways. First, the shepherd counts his sheep at night. In a previous study, when we thought about the shepherd restoring his sheep, I made mention of the shepherd's rod. David says in Psalm 23, verse 4, Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. As we saw, the rod was used by the shepherd to protect his sheep and at times was an instrument for dealing with a stubborn and disobedient sheep. But the rod was not only an instrument of defense and discipline, it was also used in numbering or counting the sheep. Let me call your attention to a couple of verses that will help us to see how the rod was used in counting. For instance, we read in Leviticus 27 and verse 32, And concerning the tithe of the herd or of the flock, even of whatsoever passes under the rod, the tent shall be holy unto the Lord. The sheep are spoken of as passing under the rod. We also read in Ezekiel 20 verse 37, And I will cause you to pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. Picture is that of sheep passing under the rod. But what is meant by sheep passing under the rod? At evening or at night, as the shepherd brought his sheep into the sheepfold, he would let the sheep enter one at a time, and as they entered the sheepfold, he would stand at the entrance with his rod raised, counting the sheep one by one. This was called numbering the sheep or passing under the rod. If he had 100 sheep and only 99 entered the sheepfold, he would go in search of that one lost sheep. That was the picture that the Lord was painting in Luke chapter 15 of the shepherd going into the wilderness to find the one lost sheep and searching until he found it. How did the shepherd know that one of his sheep was missing? They had passed under the rod. Robert L. Moyer wrote, The flock was one. There was no distinction that severed them, but beneath the rod, the shepherd never lost sight of the individual sheep. He saw each sheep alone. Furthermore, we see that the shepherd not only counted each one of his sheep, but he also calls his sheep by name. Horace Bushnell said, The Lord is not a keeper of a hive of bees, knowing well the hive, but not knowing the individual bees but is the keeper of a flock of sheep, knowing well the flock, but also knowing each particular sheep. 
The shepherd is very familiar with each individual sheep in his flock and in many cases has a name or nickname for each sheep in his flock. The names the shepherd chose for his sheep are not simple common names like Bob or Bill. Rather, they are names that have some bearing upon the history of the individual sheep. As the sheep enter the sheepfold at evening, you might hear the shepherd saying, Hi there, one born in the dry riverbed. Or there's my lamb for which I traded two pots of honey. Or there you are, the one the bear tried to steal. This is the idea, by the way, pictured in John 10.3, where Jesus says, The sheep hear his voice, and he calleth his own sheep by name, and leadeth them out. Philip Keller writes, The relationship between the shepherd and the sheep, between Christ and those whom He calls, is one of personal, profound knowing. For He knows me intimately. He knows me by name. This scene of the sheep being brought into the sheepfold reminds us that the Lord is personally acquainted with each one of His children. If you are saved, you are a member of a large family, Or to stay with our picture, you are a sheep in a large flock. In Revelation 7-9, John described a heavenly host clothed in white robes and with palms in their hands that will be made up of all nations and kindreds and people. John described this host as a multitude that no man could number. Who is that heavenly host? It is every person saved by God's grace. It is a host that will be made up of you, and of me. We belong to a spiritual family or a spiritual flock that is made up of people from every race and nation, a multitude that no man can number. Yet I remind you that God knows every one of His children. You are not just a number on a computer to Him. When I got saved, I was not entered into heaven's data bank as convert number 4,562,131. To God, we are more than just a huge flock. We are individuals that are known by God, and He knows and calls each of us by name. I can assure you that God has no trouble knowing who each of us are or in calling us by our name. He is personally acquainted with each of His children and knows each of us by name. Let these words sink into your heart. He knows you. He even knows you by name. Secondly, we see in David's words, the Lord's attention to each of his sheep. David said, Thou anointest my head with oil. As the sheep entered the sheepfold one by one, he not only counted them and called them by name, but he also took time to examine the sheep one by one. R.L. Moyer describes how the shepherd will examine his sheep for briars in the ears, snags on the cheek, thorn wounds in the side, stone bruises on the knees, eyes inflamed by dust or sunshine, and weariness and sickness. In this action by the shepherd, we see the hurts he attends. During the day, there are many ways in which the sheep can be hurt and many things by which a sheep can get hurt, wounded, or made sick. As Moyer described, they can pick up briars, get scratched and bruised, or become weary and ill. In our journey of life, there are many ways in which we can get hurt and many things by which we can get hurt. There are the briars and thorns of life, 
that scratch and wound us. Life has many ways of bruising and wounding us. Sometimes life itself can leave us weary and sick in heart. Does the shepherd ignore these hurts? Does the shepherd pay no attention to the scratches, the wounds, hurts, and ailments of his sheep? Absolutely not. There is not a day that goes by that he does not pay attention to each of his sheep and the hurts they may have incurred throughout the day. And our Lord is no different. Our hurts do not go unnoticed by Him. He is aware each time our heart has been broken. He knows every pain we bear and every burden we carry. He not only knows us, but He knows everything about us, including the hurts we experience. If the shepherd found that one of his sheep had been wounded or hurt during the day, he would attend to that wound. How would he attend to the wound? We see this attention to our wounds in the healing he applies. The shepherd always carried with him a bottle of oil. When he found one of his sheep with a scratch, he would pour oil over it. If there was a wound, he would rub in the oil. If the sheep had suffered from the heat, he would rub its head down with oil. The oil had medicinal qualities about it that would speed healing and prevent infection. When David spoke of the Lord anointing his head with oil, he was speaking of how the Lord attended his hurts by applying the oil. The Lord knows our hurts and He applies the oil of heaven to our wounds. Many have experienced the hurts, wounds, and bruises of life and have found that the Lord always has oil to apply to those hurts. Just as the shepherd daily attended the hurts of his sheep, the Lord daily attends our hurts. His oil brings healing to the brokenhearted. His oil gives grace in the time of need. His oil soothes the troubled heart. His oil eases the pain we feel. His oil gives strength for the next day. I recently read a story about a lady named Helen Keene. She described how all her life she had been sheltered and somewhat pampered by her family. She was the youngest of five children and had never known what it was to be alone. Her family always did things together. They would plant a garden together in the spring and in the fall harvest the garden and can the vegetables together as a family. They worked together, played together, and at night they sang together. But there came a day when she found herself alone. Her parents had died first and then her brother. Two of her sisters died exactly one month apart and the last of her three sisters had just died. One of the things she dreaded after the loss of her last sibling was going back to an empty house. She didn't even have a key to the house. There had always been someone there to let her in, but this day she would return home and no one would be there. A niece stayed with her for a couple of weeks, but then the day came when she had to leave. Helen drove her to the station and then started back to face an empty house. She pulled the car into the garage and sat there for a while, working up the courage to walk into the empty house alone. As she walked up the sidewalk, she prayed, Oh God, help me. As soon as she walked into the house, she turned the radio on just so there would be sound in those empty rooms. As she hung up her coat, she caught the words that were coming from the radio. No, never alone. No, never alone. He promised never to leave me, never to leave me alone. It was the old-fashioned revival hour quartet singing, 
But it was more than a quartet singing. It was the voice of God speaking to her heart. Standing there, she realized that she would never be alone. If I may put it another way, that day the Lord anointed her hurt with His oil. The Lord has oil for your hurts. You are His child, and He knows you and all that is going on in your life. He knows just what you need, and with David you can say when hurting, Thou anointest my head with oil. What do these actions of the shepherds say to us? Well, think with me of the Lord's affection for each of His sheep. We see the shepherd every evening causing his sheep to pass under his rod. We hear the shepherd as he calls each sheep by name. We see him as he examines each sheep and applies the oil to those who are wounded and hurt. What do we see in all this? We see how interested he is in each sheep. There is not one sheep in the flock that is not important to the shepherd. There is not one sheep for which he does not have great interest. They are all important to him down to the very last one. There may be some of you who feel like you are just another member of the family, even if it's God's family. You don't see yourself as anything special or unique. You feel like you are one of the least, if not the least, of the family of God. There are other sheep that are more important to God than you. You are His child, but you are, so to speak, the red-headed stepchild in the family. God has no particular reason to have any real interest in you. You're just a number to God. While you may feel that way, that is not the case. If I can put it this way, each day of your life you pass under God's rod. And you are as important to God as any other sheep in His flock. You are individually special to God. He cares as much about you as He does any other member of His family. You are not just another in the family. He knows you and He knows you by name. He is deeply interested in you. He is as interested in you as He is in any other of His sheep. Secondly, these actions of the shepherd remind us of how intimate He is with each of His sheep. Each sheep is special to the shepherd. Each sheep is loved by the shepherd. The shepherd knew his sheep. He cared for his sheep. He loved his sheep. He loved one as much as the other. I want to remind you that the Lord loves you as much as He does any other. There was a psalm that came out several years ago that says it best. He loves me like I was His only child. Or to put it another way, if God has a refrigerator in heaven, your picture is on it. So what am I saying? I'm saying you are important to God. Just as each sheep was special to the heart of the shepherd, you are special to the heart of God. How can we face the days that are ahead? We have a shepherd who treats each of us like we were the only sheep in his pasture. Jesus said in John 10, verse 27, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. The Lord knows you. And be assured that if he knows you, then you are special to him. After all, the value of something is determined by the price that is willing to be paid for it. How does the Lord value you? What are you worth to Him? Well, He paid for you with His very lifeblood. The Apostle Peter declares in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, For as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. 
That's how important and special you are to the Lord. He shed His blood to purchase you. And He knows you. That is, of course, if you are one of His sheep. Is the Lord your shepherd? Does He know you? And do you know Him? If He is not, and you want to have and experience all the blessings that belong to those who know Him, if you want to have His help and healing oil every day of your life, then come to Jesus right now. Don't wait or hesitate. Don't delay. Do it this moment. Ask Him to save you and ask Him to come into your heart. Friend, you will never for one day regret becoming a sheep of the Lord's pasture. You will never regret becoming a part of God's family, becoming a son or daughter of the Most High.